Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 44 of Ray Keating's Authors and Entrepreneurs podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about one of the truly great artist entrepreneurs of the 20th century, and I'm talking about Bing Crosby. Now, we just finished up Christmas, so Bing Crosby, uh, I guess the American public got a little refresher on Bing Crosby. Unfortunately, though, it's limited just to... Um, him singing White Christmas, or perhaps watching him in the movie of the same name, again, White Christmas. But Bing, by the way, who was born in 1903, died in 1977, Bing deserves a heck of a lot more. He definitely deserves to be recognized as a great entertainer. And we'll talk about the, uh, the impact of, of, of uh, Crosby as an entertainer, but also as a great entrepreneur. So, as for myself, I've long admired uh, Bing Crosby. He excelled in a variety of arenas. That always fascinates me when an individual does that. But, you know, the uh, I, I wrote a piece recently on this topic, and the impetus came from um, an article f at, uh, at the Gallup website you know, the Gallup polling company, they occasionally will go back into their archives and highlight uh, a poll. So there was a 1950 poll that really drove home the enormous popularity of Bing Crosby at the time. Gallup found that 33% of Americans in 1950 cited Bing Crosby as their favorite male singer. You'll say, so what? Who cares? Um... But 33%, that's astounding. And in second place was Perry Como, who garnered only 6%. So that's pretty darn impressive. But here's the real uh, interesting, uh, rather astounding point. Crosby ranked number one among all age groups. So their poll... Uh, broke the age groups into 21 to 29 year olds, 31 to 49, and then those 50 and older. Now think about that. Crosby was number one, the favorite male singer in each of those age groups. Now I know it was different times, but that's really astounding. I mean, today, I think probably most 21 year olds don't have a clue as to what say, your average 60-year-old listens to uh, and appreciates music-wise, and vice versa. So that really is um, a dramatic point. But perhaps we shouldn't be too surprised when you look at Crosby's wide-ranging success, again, as an entertainer and an entrepreneur. So he was this wildly successful singer for, for decades, his radio show, he had a variety radio show, that stayed atop the ratings year after year after year. Um, I, I wish I had the numbers in front of me, but I had, I had read somewhere um, uh, what his, his annual contract was worth uh, for doing that radio show, and the numbers were staggering, even for today. I mean, you didn't have to adjust the dollars for inflation what Bing was getting back in, say, the 40s and 50s uh, for his radio 
variety show would have been huge dollars uh, today. So he was uh, the top singer. He was tops on radio, which was the main uh, um, medium of the time for entertainment. Uh, and he was also a huge movie star as well. Uh, he won an Oscar for his performance as Father Chuck O'Malley uh, in the movie Going My Way, which I simply love, but I don't love it as much as the sequel, uh, The Bells of St. Mary's. Um, and, and it's interesting, again, there to... I had written a, a, an article about Crosby uh, many years ago for my Newsday column, and uh, it's really interesting to see how many people, how many young men at the time saw Bing Crosby play Father Chuck O'Malley and they wanted to become priests and became priests as a result. Um, and there are other movies that, uh, that he is still is well known for. I love uh, the Bob Hope Bing Crosby Road movies. They're simply a delight to watch. Um, there are a whole host of musicals, of course, that Bing was, was in and, uh, and, and he played a, he played dramatic roles in particular, I think of the country girl with Grace Kelly. Um, that was a very different role for Bing Crosby, and he uh, and he pulled it off. So, put movie star on the list. Check that box off. And then, of course, um, you know later on, uh, he came to conquer television. Uh, yes, with his variety shows, but in particular with his annual Christmas show uh, that many people still fondly remember today. Certainly, in my age group, I grew up. Um, uh, very much our family watched uh, Bing Crosby and his uh, annual Christmas shows with his family. Uh, so he really was America's first multimedia star. Um, you know, he was box office gold, ratings gold, record sales gold, you name it. Uh, so that was the entertainment side of him. But he was very much, you know, he controlled a lot of, he, he controlled his career on that front. So he was very much an entrepreneur as well. Um, specifically in the entertainment area, but there was much more. He was uh, an entrepreneur on the sports front. Um, Crosby was an excellent golfer. I mean, very, very good. Um, along with his buddy Bob Hope, they were both excellent golfers, scratch golfers. I believe Bob Hope played in the in the British Open, actually, one year. But anyway, Crosby started the Bing Crosby National Pro-Am uh, in 1937. That became a, That was a stop on the PGA Tour, so it was really the first time pros teed off with celebrity amateurs. Uh, it was also known as the Crosby Clam Bake. Uh, Bing eventually moved it after the war, after World War II, um, to the Monterey Peninsula. He did that in 1947, and uh, interestingly, that tournament remains there today uh, as the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. So he was an entrepreneur on that front, uh, on the golf front. He also was a founding partner in the Del Mar racetrack uh, in California. He also was a thoroughbred breeder and a stable owner. So he was very much an entrepreneur uh, when it came to horse racing. Um, it didn't stop there. Uh, he became part owner of the Pittsburgh Pirates baseball team. Uh, he and, again, Hope used to have their rivalry, good-natured rivalry, and, uh, and Hope owned part of the Cleveland Indians and Crosby owned part of the Pittsburgh Pirates, um, which I believe the family went on to own 
a part of the team all the way into the late 70s when the Pirates won that World Series, I think, in like 79 or something like that. Um, what else? He, he was a venture capitalist. Um, he, you know, his, his investments played a key role in the development of fast freezing technology. So those of us that are old enough to remember, and you can probably see him on YouTube, but Bing Crosby was the, uh, a spokesman for Minute Maid Orange Juice. Um, but he wasn't just a spokesman. Uh, he was an investor and I believe he was the chairman of the board at one point of the company. Uh, he also invested in and helped develop, uh, magnetic recording tape technology, and that technology uh, is still, you know, the the basis for much of our digital and 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 tape recording um, of of the current day. Um, interesting, like interestingly, that investment was largely driven by his desire to record his radio show. I believe he had to do two shows uh, a night when he did his radio show, and uh, he would do one for the East Coast and then. Uh, one for the West Coast. So he only wanted to do it only once. So uh, he became, I believe, the first uh, star to uh, to tape his uh, radio shows. And it was a result of uh, that investment. Um, he also was an investor in uh, real estate, real estate developments, uh, television stations. He was actually involved in oil exploration and quite successful at that. So, um, again venture capitalist and entrepreneur he also you know he did many any other things in, in his life he worked tirelessly uh, of course entertaining the troops during world war ii and that really was astounding what he did there i think you could probably say that only bob hope did more in terms of entertaining the troops during world war ii he was a philanthropist um, and he he also very quietly supported a whole host of friends over the years who ran into assorted troubles. Uh, I know Rosemary Clooney uh, was one of those friends that ran into trouble, I believe, with, with drugs, and, and Bing was there uh, to help her. So um, he's an interesting, he was a very interesting man. Um, certainly lived a full life that um, not only touched, well, it touched millions of, of lives in positive ways. And he did that as an artist, as an entertainer, and as an entrepreneur, um, by the way, looping back around, when we think of Bing um, singing "White Christmas," uh, we still hear it today on the radio at Christmas time, um, and on our on Spotify and so on and so on. Uh, his rendition of "White Christmas," and of course that song was written by Irving Berlin. Uh, that remains the top-selling song of all time. Uh, so kudos to Bing on that one as well. There's obviously so much that um, entrepreneurs can take away from this story. Uh, author entrepreneurs can. You know, for example, uh, we emphasize with entrepreneurs, you know, to have, if you're out on your own, uh, ha try to have multiple revenue streams. Bing Crosby certainly did that. Um, also seize on the opportunities that come along. I mean, here's another great example that Crosby offers us you know um, th there are you don't want to be in a situation where as an entrepreneur you pass on uh, great opportunities and and I think Crosby shows that quite clearly in terms of what he did and then of course don't waste your talents your God-given gifts your skills 
Um, Bing certainly didn't. When you look at all of the things that he did uh, in his life, there was no waste there. Um, and that's that's a good rule to follow uh, as an entrepreneur and certainly as an author and author entrepreneur. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Uh, please sign up for our email list at raykeatingonline.com slash contact. And you, by doing that, you'll get a free newsletter and information on uh, great savings opportunities. Also, please check out uh, the links in the show notes for more information about various services that I provide fellow writers. Um, you can send me an email, of course, at raykeating at keatingreports.com. Uh, the show notes will point out a whole host of my my books uh, my to-do list solution planners three of those are out for 2020 the pastor Stephen grant novels planner the disney planner and the lutheran planner you can get those at amazon or sign books at raykeatingonline.com please take a look at my pastor Stephen grant novels again available in paperback and for the kindle at amazon.com and again signed books at raykeatingonline.com the newest book in that series by the way number 12 the Traitor, a Pastor Stephen Grant novel. Lots of action in that one. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, my newest non-fiction, non-planner book is Free Trade Rocks. Ten points on international trade. Everyone should know. Again, Amazon uh, for the paperback or the Kindle. Uh, signed books as well at raykeatingonline.com. Please check out uh, various other websites and endeavors that I have. Uh, DisneyBizJournal.com and head over to PastorStephenGrant.com. You know, I'm an economist, and I taught MBA students for 10 years about entrepreneurship, the economy, and assorted management topics. Um, I've been writing for, my goodness, it's actually this year uh, was the 30th year that I've been uh, a writer. Uh, so that's, that's very, that was very exciting to mark that. Uh, so I hope my experience and all adds some value uh, through this effort and others. Please like us on Facebook at Authors and Entrepreneurs and at Pastor Stephen Grant Novels. Uh, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or at Apple Podcasts. And until the next installment of Ray Keating's Authors and Entrepreneurs podcast, please enjoy reading, enjoy writing, and enjoy entrepreneurship. God bless and take care.